are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. As always, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, it is a somber morning here as your Tampa Bay Rays lose six to four in 13 innings to the Boston Red Sox uh, last night. And they are now the Rays are now playing for their playoff lives as they are down two to one in the best of five ALDS disappointment uh, does not cover it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's unbelievable that the series has turned the the way that it has yes. after game one. I mean, after game one, this team just looked um, ready to just get o- get it over with and, and go to the ALCS. And then the last two games, you know, that that's playoff baseball. That's and that's why every inning is important. That's why you can't take off uh, any innings. And I just have this a thing and I don't know if the fandom will agree with what I have to say but that's just how I'm seeing it I feel like the last two games there's been a lot of Kevin Crash involved Mm. there's been a lot of a manager who has been in the postseason before forgetting that he has been in the postseason before forgetting that in the postseason when a game is two three runs away it's still gettable. It still should be chased for the W. It's not the regular season where you can just put the the, the B squad. If it's two game, if it's a two run game, it's a three run game, and you're in the sixth inning, seventh inning, you're just gonna throw that one away when you only have to win three, and you're at home, and you have an off day the next day, and your best pitchers haven't pitched in a week. Really. <laughs> I'm, 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 and that's only game two. Yeah. That's only game two. I I, I don't know if you agree with me or that. I, I, I understand not chasing W's in the regular season. I have subscribed to that. I have changed my opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Fine. It won a hundred games. Fine. Don't chase W's in the regular season. You have to chase W's in the postseason. Like that's literally the game. Like that's what you have to do. You have to avoid losing. You can't just give a team like the Red Sox. Here you go. Here's my W, Kevin. Here, here you go. All wrapped up. All really pretty. Here's Michael Walker. What specifically in game three is your issue or was your issue with Kevin Cash or Kevin Crash in this scenario? Uh, well, I was actually speaking about game two. There, okay. Game but, two, but for game three, let, yeah, let's move on to game three. Um, look, for, I agree, but let me just say this okay. about game two. Yeah. Um, because we didn't have an opportunity to talk about that game. It being on a Friday, but I did highly, highly disagree with putting Matt Whistler in the game tie ball game, a guy who's pitched maybe two, three times in the last two months. Thank you. And, isn't comfortable throwing his slider 
in practice and warm-up sessions no. without getting sore. So you're bringing that guy in cold Turkey. And yeah, he came in and threw seven pitches and got four outs yesterday, but that was a lot of hard line drive out. It took Austin Meadows top three web gem in his career yes. for him to not be hurt uh, by that, by, but by, by that line drive. Look, so, so yes, I, I, I do feel like it, there's been some Kevin crash mm-hmm. in, in game two and game three. Now, if we move towards the page to game three and you tell me what specifically, well, I'll tell you this. How is it that throughout the season, we were all just so happy about the, about having MLB's best catching duo mm-hmm. and duo means dos, two, the Zweind. German from our German friends. Sveins. Okay. Uh, what happened to Francisco Mejia? Is he actually hurt and can't possibly put the spikes on? Because in, in that case, maybe say that or you know, keep it hidden so the Red Sox don't know. But you're not using him in over 30 innings of baseball. Over 30 innings of baseball, we have seen one measly at bat by Francisco Mejia. I don't know if 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 Francisco like you know made a a, a dad joke. Kevin Cash didn't appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hurt. I don't understand. But I'll tell you this: in the last seven games of the regular season, Francisco Mejia's slash line looks like this: 20 at bats, 450 average, a 542 on base, and a 550 slugging. Just completely take that guy out of the equation. Just completely and give 31 innings or more to Mike Zunino, who has been fantastic behind the dish, yes. Kevin, and, and, and is in the 90th percentile in framing when Francisco Mejia is in the 8th percentile of framing. Okay, sure. But 31 innings just straight to Mike Zunino, that just hurts Mike Zunino's output as a hitter. Because now his his legs are shot. Mm-hmm. He has no legs. He has no legs. You haven't kept him fresh. That's why Mike Zunino was Mike Zunino during the regular season. Because he had Francisco Mejia to keep him fresh and to not drop off value in, in, in that position. I don't understand why Mejia has not seen any more than one at bat. I think some of it has to do, or a lot of it has to do with the pitcher's comfortability throwing to Francisco Mejia. We said this on Grain Room, the, and I know this doesn't paint the whole picture, but the framing, the catcher framing is a stark difference in favor of Mike Zanino compared to Mejia. The last I checked, I think Zanino was in the 94th percentile and Mejia was in the 8th percentile. Um, I... I'm okay. I am fine with keeping Zanino in at catcher. What I'm not okay with, what I'm not fine with, is not finding a way to get Mejia at bats. Whether that is in the DH spot, whether that is taking over for Luplo at first base in a particular situation. I'm fine with leaving Zanino at catcher, and I know it's been a lot of innings over the last couple ga- uh, last couple of days and games. I'll be curious to see what they do today after the thirteen <laughs> inning, five plus hour maybe you output. Maybe you yeah. wouldn't be worried about today if if Francisco Mejia had caught three innings. Yes. game two. If he had caught four innings mm-hmm. yesterday, then you'd be like, oh, Zunino, and then what, whatever. But you've basically handcuffed yourself 
into a a decision for game four where you have to win. So the the obvious thing to do defensively would be to put Mike Zunino. But again, if Mike Zunino is tired because his legs are shot. Right then he's not going to give you anything at, at, you know, at the box. Yeah. I don't understand. Now I, I will say this. I'm not, we're not trying to make this uh anti Mike Zanino episode. He did go over six with four strikeouts. Yeah. One of those, I think he got squeezed by the umpire in the yeah. eighth inning on a fastball outside that happened to some of the Rays righties. And then he also worked. I thought he was going to get into one when he worked that yeah. one 11, 12 pitch at bat against Nate Eovaldi. Nate Eovaldi, I think, gave the kitchen sink to Zanino, all five pitches, all four pitches, whatever it was. And he kept battling. And at the very least, yeah, it it ended up being an out and I guess an unproductive out, but in a way you worked up the pitch of all these pitch count and got him out of there sooner than maybe expected. No, no. And, and, and and this is it. It's not Mike's and I'm not going against Mike. Zanino. I think Mike Zanino has done a wonderful job behind the plate. Uh, in fact, if if you call pitch calling, the bullpen did a tremendous job yeah. yesterday, where they basically did not allow anything after the the fifth until mm-hmm. the thirteenth. So th- against the Red Sox lineup at Fenway Park. At Fenway Park. So yeah, you got to give kudos, but I'm not giving kudos to Kevin Crash here because okay. he's the one that's doing the lineup. He's the one that's got to put people in in a position to succeed. You're not really putting Mike Zanino in a position to succeed when you've given him 31 straight innings of no rest. Yeah, of no rest, which is exactly against what he did in the regular season when he was productive. And we kind of have seen the same thing happen last year in October, just putting Nick Anderson over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like Mm -hmm. that's why is Kevin Cash doing this in the postseason? You we talk about depth of the race so, so much. The race are so good because of their depth. Look at that. One guy goes up, one guy goes down and in October, it's like Kevin Cash completely obliterates the depth and goes, no, these are my guys. No, this is yeah. my same lineup. The guy doesn't repeat a lineup in 162 games and repeats a lineup in the postseason. Why does he take what worked in, in, in the regular season and completely throws it out in the, in the postseason? I don't understand. I'll, I know we're running long for the yeah. first segment. So I just want to kind of end it on this. If there's one guy that if things go south in in this postseason, we're going to have to highlight him. Mm. And that's Brandon Lau. Oh, boy. You mentioned it. His batting average is zero, zero, zero. But I'm not even talking about the disaster that the 2021 postseason has been. In 109 at-bats, 109 at-bats, his, his, his batting average in the postseason has been 119. His on-base percentage, 172, with an OPS of 438. Yeah. 109 at-bats in the postseason. He has done zilch. This is the guy who was supposed to be, who was the MVP in 2020 and who knocked 39 home runs and 99 RBI in 2021. Some people have it in October. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have it in October. I'm not saying he doesn't have it in October, but I might. Yeah, it might be getting to that point and or the Red Sox are just executing him to a T of change-ups and off-speed and breaking stuff below the zone and capitalizing on his aggressiveness, not throwing a, you know, a belt-high fastball in his wheelhouse, basically, keeping away from that. And That's the is, game of baseball, yes. adjustments, right? 
Mm-hmm. They're, they're hitting me this way. And then also Kevin Cash should probably have a say in that. Like, hmm, they're they're really executing against Brendan Lau. Maybe I should use my depth. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should pinch it here. Maybe I should change things up a little bit. This might be a situation where, and didn't Brandon Lau try to bunt with two strikes yesterday? That is the scenario we're in, folks. Uh, I would be shocked. I would be, well, it is Eduardo Rodriguez supposedly starting tonight's game. So I would imagine if Brandon Lau is in the lineup, he would be towards the very bottom. of the lineup we'll continue this discussion but first we've got to tell you about direct tv stream direct tv stream is a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle direct tv stream brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before which means you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Well, Ulysses, getting back to last night's marathon of a game, and I think we said this in passing Yesterday, it was a very rough and unfortunate night if you're a Rays fan, but if you're a baseball fan, you had to eat it up. You had to eat up all those five and a half hours and all the back and forth and the nail-biting action and so forth, but it just seemed like this is playoff baseball where a bounce of a ball, a bad break can cost you, can cost you a series. During a 162-game season, those things even out for the most part. They get washed out. They get flushed out. But in a wild card game, in a five-game series, even in a seven-game series, those things become magnifying moments. You have There were so many instances yesterday working against the Rays. The obstruction call or no call between Randy Rosarina and Kyle Schwarber, the, uh, the ground rule double quirky rule thing that went against Kevin Kiermeyer. In Yandy Diaz, Manny Margot, maybe having his foot off the back for a very, very split second and led him to being out. Mike Zanino and some other raise hitters getting squeezed by the umpire. There, there were a lot of things working against the raise seemingly, and, and it ends up not working in their favor, clearly. Um, if the postseason is supposed to carry more weight is that what they're that there's there's more umpires there's yes. six umpires in 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 a game in the postseason that means that they want more eyes in those games because mm-hmm. they're heavily they're they're more more heavy um there there should be more brains yes than there too there should be more common sense in there too that when there should be judgment calls those six brains and and six pairs of eyes should be able to make a determination on on what it on what happened on the field. The Red Sox get two huge non-judgment calls go go for them. Number one, I, I, which basically boiled down to the same point: if you are made to look like you didn't do something on purpose, you get rewarded. If you, I, I'll say it again. If it makes you look 
like you didn't do it on purpose, you get rewarded. Kyle Schwarber didn't see Randy Arozarena. No, yeah, he must be thinking about quantum physics, yeah, obviously, and so he got lost in thought and forgot that there was a runner who just hit a ball in the outfield and is trying to get to third, and he just saunters over to the base running mm-hmm. path. Oh, I didn't see you there, pal. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops, my bad. And if you're a first baseman, that is one of the easiest things to do in pull off to kind of do that deke and say it, it's it is a gamesmanship thing to the nth degree for a first baseman to be able to do that. And honestly, kind of smart on Schwarber there. A hundred percent. A hundred percent smart on Schwarber. But and again, Red Sox Nation is going to say, like, yeah. well, he doesn't even play first. Did you see his toss? Yeah. Okay. Uh, fine. He, yeah. J- just because you don't play first, that doesn't mean that you don't have baseball IQ. Right. So that that is one situation. So are you saying that Renfro – did the other thing? No, no. On purpose? I'm not, I'm not saying he did that on purpose, but I'm saying you've got overhead cameras. You've got six umpires on the field. You've got stat cast speed mm-hmm. information. You've got stat cast arm information available. Like you've yeah. got the technology to actually have the call right. So when you have overhead cameras telling you that the ball is over there and Yandi is two feet away from third base, you know Renfro's arm, you know his speed, you've got the overhead angle. Like he was going to score even if he did somersaults. Mm-hmm. A couple of them just yeah. to, you know, and flex a little bit, you know. Boom, right. boom. Uh, so how is it that when you have that information and the six umpires, this is what gets me though, six umpires, what the hell are they there for? <laughs> twiddling their thumbs trying to give the red Sox an edge here i don't understand why you have six umpires if if those two extra pairs of eyes are not going to help at all so what you're saying is mlb needs to address this rule or these rules and change these rules and give the umpires some discretion i mean you have to have some sort of judgment some sort of common sense you can't just say nope that's it that's the line because if that's the line that we're screwed man yeah, we're screwed. You, you, you like Kevin Kiermaier said uh, in putting the post game, it would be completely okay for Kevin to just get a double, a hundred percent. But Yandy gets to score there, and I've seen a lot of freaking tweets, uh, unfortunately, uh, saying, "Well, it was a two-run bomb, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway." Yeah, because Pivetta is going to completely be the same guy with a runner on second. Right. Yeah. With Zunino at, at bat, and he just gave up the lead. Like that doesn't affect his mental psyche at all, right? Mm-hmm. No. And then that doesn't give Patino some extra confidence of we're about to close this out. I, I, I don't. I don't believe that to be true. Yeah, and I think we also learned with that play there, and not to. I mean, we we might as well have a couple laughs here. But if Kiermaier can't hit a home run there. <laughs> I don't know if he hits another home run again in his career, if it's not a little league inside the Parker. I mean, you're talking about 106 mile per hour exit velocity, 22 degree launch angle, 381 feet. And the, you know, a a very short uh, fence that that ball had to go over. And it's still, how did that doesn't go out? How did that Kiermaier? How did that? It's the Kiermaier curse. And by the way, great, great hit by Kevin Kiermaier, but we also in some great plays by Kevin Kiermaier yeah. during the course of the game with his glove. But Snappy. we also have to acknowledge this may or may not have made the difference in the game, but he made a really 
off color bad throw to Zanino, uh, where Kyle Schwarber was able to give the Red Sox a lead and it made it three to two. Yeah. I mean, it was that's just one of those things over the course of the game. Uh, I do want to ask this before we move along. Uh, what do you think, Ulysses, was more devastating to the Rays and Rays Nation? Last night's 13 inning 6 4 loss or Friday night's 14 to 6 loss where the Rays had a comfortable lead at one point and then the wind was just knocked out of the sails of the Rays and the fan base and it inevitably became a clunker game and the Red Sox evened up the series at one to uh, one to one at that point. So what you're saying to me is, would I rather get punched in the face with somebody's <laughs> right hand or somebody's left hand? I don't know, Kevin. Are they would a you rather get or a lefty? slapped or really knocked down? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Would, yeah. would I get kneed with the left? Yeah, you know, I don't. Can I just say this? I think losing losing Friday's game was a snowball effect. I believe that this team is very strong. And 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 has come back from really crappy adversity mm-hmm. adversity that they have um, encountered during the season. Having said that, the last two have been two gut punches in a row. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to say the you know the, the boxing thing again for those who don't, you know if you see Mike Tyson's early mm-hmm. like 80s early 90s highlight reel and he just comes out of nowhere with that left hook up, boom, man. That's what it's felt like. Yeah. It's 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 not fun at all right now to be a race fan. So if you if you make me pick, I, I guess I'll go yesterday, just recency bias. But we were at that game on Friday. Was I a happy camper, Kevin? I don't think so. You were early that talk about a change of emotions so quickly. And that was a game, and I hate to go back to it, but I think it has to be acknowledged. Like you chase sale after an inning. Luplo hits a grand slam. You make the game five to two. You should win that game. You should win that game. You bring Kevin. in Kittredge at, at that. He's, he's pitched in every single situation, every single inning. The game is getting away from you. Five, two, five, yes. three, five, four. And you put in Whistler. You put in Waka. You choose not to chase a W in where you have, you have to chase every W. Mm-hmm. Every W is what matters. You only need 11. Yeah. You only need 11. The problem is, is that you can't lose three in a row, especially in the first round. <sighs> it's It's been very exhausting, very disappointing, uh, but there's one more game. Yes, there is. There's one more game. At and, least one more game. Uh, hopefully more than one more yes. game. Uh, and, and, you know, if, if that's one, the one more game uh, that we have to focus, we'll focus that on the, on the third segment. But before that, I just got to tell you about Built Bar. I got to tell you about yeah. Built Bar. That might raise the mood a little bit My for goodness. the Rays Let, and the Rays fan base. Yeah, let's take a break here, folks. Yeah. It's been disappointing, but you know what's never disappointing? Chewing Built Bars. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got so many, so many flavors. Double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, cherry barcia, raspberry, coconut, cookies and cream, German chocolate. I mean, the depth of flavors is just unbelievable. And you know what? If you can decide on a single uh, flavor, you can get a mixed box and you get two of each of the nine flavors. So that's incredible. They're healthy. They're delicious. They've got 
17 to 18 grams in protein. The calories are ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams net carbs, only four to five grams sugar, amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. So you guys know what you got to do. You go to built.com. You choose your flavors. Once you do that, don't hit complete purchase. No, we got a promo code for you. It's locked 15. That's L O C K E D one five. And you get 15% off your order. Somehow, hopefully we get 15% off runs by the Red Sox Mm -hmm. today. Because we need it. We need this W. So go today, use LOCKED15 as a promo code on Built.com and get yourself some really tasty, delicious, healthy Built Bars. Okay, Ulysses, uh, this is, we talk about must-win games a lot. This is absolutely a must-win game. Yeah. Or we're doing player reviews pretty darn soon (laughs) for the Rays. So let's hope the Rays keep winning here and give us some excitement. Um, I can't, I can't, I, I can't move on to the off season yet just yet. I can't, yeah. I, I, I refuse to, I refuse to, you know what, if raise nation, which, you know, unfortunately, you know, now the whole Twitter thing, it's become kind of like anti-social media. I love that you yes. came up with that anti-social media. That's what it is. A lot of Rays fans are just screaming doom and gloom. And I understand it now because right. of the last two games, but guys, they're still alive. Yes. They're still alive. They still got one more game. They face so much adversity. Like I said earlier, it's okay. Like I am going to do, you know what? We're in Halloween time. Mm -hmm. If I had to wear a costume today to watch the game, I'd, I would put myself at a, the Titanic captain costume. If this ship is going down, I'm going down with it. I'm going down supporting it. I'm going down clapping my obnoxious, loud clap. That if it, it should be in the Guinness, it, it should be in the Guinness Book of, of Records. My clap mm-hmm. by by decibel levels. My my <laughs> Randy, I'm gonna go down with it, baby. I'm 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 supporting this team. I believe in it. I think they can come come through. I cannot believe Kevin that they were going to go one, two, three L's in a row against the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe that. That's a good point. Uh, I hope. I mean, if this thing does end. In the ALDS, if the Rays do lose this series, we will look back on this like the Sopranos. <laughs> Great anthology, crappy ending. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh my God. Great run. Great seasons one through six. Yes. Man, those 100 wins were awesome. Yes. But man, that finale, you can Was dookie. Yeah. Yeah. Dookie indeed. Yeah. But you know what? I was hoping to get a little bit of, of, of happy news this morning and seeing who they were going to um, start today. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the guy that I was expecting. I was expecting uh, Martin Perez. It's not Martin. It's actually yeah. Erod. They're going Erod again from game one. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to deal with that. Well, I wonder if Tanner Houck would be available. Nick Pavetta definitely no. isn't going to be available. I mean, I guess... Everybody would be available for the Red Sox. But if I'm Cora with my raised bias in Mm -hmm. the back, I would keep Tanner Houck for game five. Just like I think Shane McClanahan should probably be the guy that they keep in the back um, for the Rays. But uh, Rays speaking, I'm expecting everybody to be available except for maybe the, the, the man of the match yesterday, David Robertson. 
Yeah, David Robertson, believe it or not, threw the most pitches of any Rays player, Rays pitcher yesterday. So, yes, while the Rays used, what, nine different pitchers, that doesn't mean uh, most of those guys, if not all of them, theoretically could be available. Like, I wouldn't even be shocked if it came to it and you had to roll out Rasmussen after throwing 33 pitches Ooh. yesterday. If you have to roll out Shane Boz, I mean, that could be very well a possibility. I like that. Fleming is available. Kitcher will be available. Fairbanks, I don't know if you want him to be available, but he could be available. Uh, Fire Eisen, Whistler, uh, Chagua, Patino. Patino only threw 15 pitches. So I know there's some, well, they depleted the bullpen. Well, not really, because a lot of these guys didn't throw a ton of pitches. This And so that's the good thing, right? Yeah. They didn't throw a lot of pitches. But how strict are the Rays into, well, we don't want to disrupt their routine yes drew rasmussen was a, a reliever and now has been converted into a starter is yes. it too much to ask him to bounce back i think so i i agree with that but also isn't this the whole thing of be ready when you're called upon we're yes. not, we aren't, we're not going to have a closer yes kittredge you're not just our ninth inning guy you're a fourth inning guy you're a sixth inning guy you're a 11th inning guy you're a guy that we don't use for a week even though you're our best yeah. guy McHugh, you'll be an opener. Sometimes you'll be a two-inning closer. So yeah, I mean, look, I'm ex- I can tell you the guys I'm expecting to see. Yeah, which is Colin McHugh, Peter Fairbanks, and Kittredge. Mm-hmm. Those three guys we're gonna see today. After that, maybe Fleming. Maybe Fleming can provide a couple innings there. Right. That's it. That's all I got for for sure. Yeah. Those four guys. Do you? Can you add any 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 other names to that? Did you mention McHugh and Waka? Because those are the guys that are Waka. You think tab to? That's what I'm hearing anyway. McHugh, yeah, McHugh, Kittred, Fairbanks, and Fleming. Those yeah. are my four. But you want to add Waka to that? That's what they're saying. Is oh, they're boy. gonna maybe go with Waka here? Well, Waka didn't pitch. He pitched in game two, correct? Yeah, that was the uh, clunker game. So in two days rest. Maybe like a little bullpen sash. So yeah, very he, he he can provide you twenty pitches. And, that, and or that's so. why I'm saying even Shane Boz could be a possibility. Yeah, like they again. You look right you, here. You, you got to win. Like you can't. I mean, how many? Arms, you can't manage for tomorrow if there's no tomorrow. And the best thing about it is that you got a travel day in between, so yes. you can rest these guys at least for one day. Um, you know, and you know what, Kittredge and Fairbanks got a whole week's worth yes. of uh, of rest. Thank you, thank you, Kevin Crash. So. Then I think they're available, and mm-hmm. and they're available to uh, to pitch as, as long as they should be. Heck, if they wanted to really get creative, you could technically put like Whistler on the IL and bring in a Dietrich Enns or a Ryan Yarbrough if it came to that. Now you would have them out for the ALCS if it came to that. But again, you got to find gotta a way win. to get W here. I mean, and, and you know they don't chase Ws. I bet you're gonna chase this one now yeah. today. You got to chase it. I, I'm just, I'm so angry right now. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Do, um, do, do you think the listeners can tell that I'm yeah. angry? Maybe. And let's let's be honest. Uh, not going to go too inside baseball here, but it's not just the game. There's some off the field issues we're dealing with. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, what is your confidence level? One to 10. Coming in of tonight's game. I said Red Sox bullpen is trash. I, I'm going to love it if they ever go into a bullpen day. Where the hell is that trash yeah. bullpen? Well, I almost don't even consider like Tanner Houck and Nick Pavetta bullpen guys. It's just but they're, they're being. Their I know, I know. I was thinking more Matt Barnes or something yeah, along those lines. Yeah, where are those guys? Yeah. 
you know the, the Josh Taylor kid, the and, Josh Taylor yeah. types. You know, uh, look, they've they they perf- they've performed. You know, and and that's that's the unjust thing about the playoffs in baseball. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, three L's, boom, you're out after a 100 yeah. win season. So, um, my confidence level, man, it's I, I'm gonna go with six point five. 6.5. Okay. So, so 10 is uber confident. Like yes. there's no way they can lose. One is like, I'm not even watching the game. Yeah. I'm at 6.5. How about you? I'm out. Uh, I'm at about a four right now. Oh man. So we basically, when you even out the hosts of locked on rays, we're at a straight up five, just a, a coin flip. Yeah. Oof. I'm, uh, I just think that the Red Sox are maybe a little bit better than, we bargained for or thought after game one and then what happened in game two. And I consider that, you know, they've been playing playoff baseball the last three or four weeks. That's the, true. the Rays, not saying this is a bad thing, but they were able to take the gas take pedal off. Yeah. A you little know. bit, had some days off They And the Red Sox had the whole COVID adversity where they had like 20 guys on the IL at one point. So to navigate through that, and then you've got a lot of guys on the roster that have a lot of hardware have a lot of experience in the playoffs, have a lot of rings. Like it's Kike Hernandez has never played in a team that doesn't reach the <laughs> postseason. Like that's, yeah. that's insane. Like Kyle Schwarber broke a curse, right? Uh, Bogarts, Devers. Those are all world series champions. Nato Ivaldi sale. It's uh, up and down and yeah. it's, uh, it's really frustrating. You got a guy like JD Martinez hobbled up, still yes. getting three run home runs. Although JD, please like not every fly ball, is a bomb. I know you're, you're hot, but like every ball off the bat, you would have thought he was <laughs> majestic. Was, yeah. There was 320 feet, bud. that wasn't uh, okay. going out of the ballpark. Okay, he's just like looking at his car gate. Like, uh, yeah. And okay. That's an out. Yeah. It's uh, now when Christian Vasquez hits one, then <sighs> we like, I, I almost thought Yarbrough was on the mound yesterday. Like, wait, it, he didn't get one off Yarbrough, off the green monster, over the green monster, because that's usually what happens there. That's and, the problem. We Again, we have to acknowledge this. A lot of rookie pitchers. Yeah. A lot of rookies. And 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 and, and, and I kind of, you know, every month or so, I think I have a revelation on what Neander actually meant when he said transition year. Mm-hmm. I have yet another revelation. I think I actually now cracked it on the transition year, yeah. what that actually meant. It meant this is a really good team for the regular season. Yes. And that's what matters to just get into the playoffs because after that, it's whoever gets hot. That's what the race philosophy is. Always be competitive because the playoffs, anything can happen. It's a transition year because you expect these four guys in the rotation to be young and mm-hmm. affordable for the next three to four years. They're going to take their lumps, make them take their lumps in the postseason. If they get through it, yeah. awesome. If they don't get through it, they'll be better off because of that experience next year. That's what the transition year actually meant. It means we're not going to get any big starter in the free agent market. And I just already see it, Kevin, the Rays nation tweets about, Oh, we just got to get this guy. Oh, we can, we just get this starter. Oh, we're definitely, uh, we're in talks to get this starter. We're not going to get a starter. We're not going to get a starter. That's what transition year means. We're gonna, we're gonna go with Shane. We're gonna go with Shane. We're gonna go with Louise and we're gonna go with Drew for the next three to four years. Yeah. That's what that means. 
no $10 million starting uh, pitcher is going to come through these doors. Yeah, your your free agent acquisitions in quotation marks are Yanni Chirinos and Colin Pochet and Jalen Beeks. Those are your guys. Yeah, those yeah. are your guys. Um, okay. Wait. Let's, yes. Before we go, uh-huh. let's pick up the mood a little bit. Let's pick up the mood. Let's pick up the mood. So I just want to get something positive. 30 seconds. Tell me, I want to hear from you, Kevin. What has Wander Franco meant to you in this postseason oh my gosh he is the like the one guy that the red sox have to strategically do mound visits for (laughs) he looks like a guy this looks like his 12th postseason (laughs) appearance he is i would venture to say maybe the most feared batter yeah against the red sox right now like this is, I'm going to say it right now. I know this is hyperbole, but what I've seen over the last couple of months and the playoffs, the last couple of games, not just the it, it factor, but if he stays healthy, if he continues on this track, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, he's, he just looks like baseball is what he was meant to do. Yes. Like, you know, you, you see people in, in high school, like drawing and they like draw like perfectly. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's an actual human being on yes. the paper. Like, how can you do that? That's what I'm like seeing yeah. from Wander Frog. I'm like, Oh my God, how do you take, how do you get that take? Yes. Whereas Brandon Lau swings at every breaking ball known to man. Wander just, <laughs> yes wonder and he will he will wait you out he will wait out for that mistake and he three one don't throw a fastball and if he can kevin the most beautiful thing about it is that he will waste a pitch he's like okay foul it off next for the next one and that's great but brendan lau in the postseason looks like he he thinks he's getting paid per swing yeah (laughs) bro It's okay to put a Willie Adamas sometimes and put that bat on the shoulder sometimes, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, I guess we got to do it. Score prediction for this game. (laughs) 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 Oh, my. (laughs) Listeners, can you write on YouTube your prediction on the comments? I want to hear from you guys. Go watch us on YouTube. Give us a like. Yeah. Subscribe to it. Who I, knows? It might be fired after this. There you go. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, score prediction. I'm going to go with the Rays are going to let in some runs, but I, I, the bats have to wake up. It's it's a damn little league park. <sighs> Six, three good guys. I uh, I hate to do this, but I don't. The- don't. Then don't. <laughs> then don't. I don't need that anymore. And people listening to the show do not need that either. So just 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 sign off. Just you know what thank that is. You. I'm glad you said that, Ulysses. I'm going to sign off. Thank you. I'm not going to give my score prediction. Everybody, for who I think wins. everybody should be the captain of the Titanic. Put yes. that sailor cap on. We're going down. If we're going down, we're going down. Clapping. I was going to get a, I was going to dress up as Stu Sternberg for Halloween, but I like your idea too. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Uh, thank you again for making me locked on race. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, this has been a, a wild episode. Oh yeah. Wild episode. Once uh, you remember. The Rays do it to us sometimes. Uh, yeah. Thank you again for making the locked on race podcast. Your first listen every day. And we will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, be sure to check out the locked on MLB podcast. <laughs>